The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. on this uh, chilly Monday afternoon. Hope you're having a great day. It's Jay Lynn and Andrew on the 630 Chet Afternoon News. What a pleasure and an honor it is to come into these studios each and every weekday and uh, get to share the microphone with you, Jay Lynn. Oh, wow. What do you want? Uh, not a darn, not a darn thing. Just happy to be here. Happy to be employed. Yeah, yep. yeah. Every day. Absolutely. Every day. Uh, did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. Yeah. Did not in any way include the Super Bowl. Before you ask. Didn't even watch it. Oh, man. You Forgot it a, was on. You missed a really good game. I heard. Yeah, it was an excellent game. Hey. Hey, the Eagles won. Hey. Hey. Well, I guess nobody expected that. Well. Okay. I was trying to weigh in like it, an NFL fan know, there. Um, the panel prior to the game, three out of four of them, or two out of the three of them, chose the Eagles. But again, I think it was kind of the same way that I asked Morley on uh, on Friday. You know, do you have any predictions? And he said, harder head. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. I think a lot of us in our hearts wanted the Eagles to win. Um, in our heads, thought that the Patriots would. But as it turned out, hey, they came out and they played their game. It was, it was an excellent game. Do you know, I did uh, participate, though, in the Super Bowl in the, the slightest of ways. And, and you know what? I don't know if I'm an acquired taste or perhaps sometimes I'm if just you're, too... If yeah. you're an acquired taste? Yeah, perhaps I'm just too subtle. Are you you asking me? (laughs) Nope, not really. Just making a statement. Uh, I tweeted out as soon as the game ended that I don't know what these all these tweets are about the underdog Mm. winning. I mean, uh, Jennifer Jones has won uh, the Scotty before, (laughs) right? But a a lot of curling fans agreed quite seriously that yeah, no, she's great and she's won six before. And like, uh, I, I think most people sort of saw where I was trying to go with that, but. Curling fans are curling fans. And congratulations to Jennifer Jones, yeah, by the way. absolutely. It's her sixth Scotty's win, I believe. No, you did check out the commercials, though. Watched them all. I think I watched them yeah. all. Rolling Stone uh, had them up on their website, so I went through, and they had rated them, uh, but I tried not to look uh, how they rated okay. them. I wanted to make my own judgments. Uh, enjoyed many of them. Uh, scratched my head at a few. I didn't get What was the Febreze one? The Febreze made my list of uh, among the worst. Uh, And I would suggest that what Febreze was trying to do was introduce a new catchphrase. Um, They went with bleep, don't stink, right? And they repeated it several, several times. I think the idea being they were hoping maybe people would use it as a hashtag or a tagline, my bleep, don't stink. I thought it was just silly and juvenile. Didn't understand. We just, Coach and I looked at each other. What what was was that? You know, any time that one joke, if you have a one-joke routine, it's it's usually not good. So the one joke is that they're saying uh, bleep don't stink. But if yeah. you think about it, not even really original. Uh, I put that bleep on everything would be the original. That's right. Yeah. Right? So the hot sauce one. Yeah, I just thought it was like. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. What'd you think about uh, uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Dinklage there? Uh, it was a highlight for me yeah. because you know I'm a I'm a 
Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones fan and and who doesn't like uh, you know um, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. I mean, he's good in everything that he does. So yeah, that was interesting. And the fact that it was two different products mm-hmm. that came together in the same commercial mm-hmm. was unique. Mm-hmm. So I, I I rated that as a good one. Yeah, it was a top one for me. Uh, the M and M ones with Danny DeVito. Yeah, <laughs> very funny. Anything with Danny DeVito is also very funny. I thought the best ad I saw, and maybe I, I didn't see them all, was the uh, ad for Amazon. Alexa loses her voice. I thought was I absolutely hilarious. I, I I caught part of it and missed it. Oh, it was so good. The basic premise like is she was someone was brushing their teeth. Some the, the commercial starts with somebody brushing your teeth, and Alexa, the voice of that mm-hmm. Amazon Home thing, whatever it is, it starts to say something and then coughs and says, "Oh, I'm losing my voice." And then you cut to Amazon headquarters, where everyone's in a panic that. <laughs> that Alexa has lost her voice and somebody says I have a we have a backup plan and the boss <gasps> sort of like oh what's the plan is oh. it going to work and it's kind of like eh, I right. think so and then what they did was they got famous voices mm-hmm. so if you had a cooking question for example Gordon, Gordon Ramsay, Ramsay but it was it was you know classic it, Gordon Ramsay it was the guy from the silence of the lambs right yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I do well, remember that. Clarice, yeah. <laughs> well, Clarice, yeah. But, you know, of course, I, and again, I like anything that Chef Ramsay's in, uh-huh. but that was really well done, really funny. And uh, the first question was something about how long do you cook or boil uh-huh. turnips or something. Well, how old are you, you know? You don't know how to boil turnips or whatever it was. It was very funny. Throughout the entire game uh, yesterday and the seeing Eli Manning pop up and, you know, trying to get <laughs> yeah. the other football players to do something, I was like, what is this for? What is this about? And then at the very end, and him and uh, was it Beckett Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. Yeah, Beckham. Is it Beckham, Beckham Jr.? Yeah. Uh, OBJ uh, doing the dirty dancing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know. That was quite amusing. So I just I laughed so hard. And that's what I mean when you have uh, whatever the commercial we were talking about. The my, his bleep don't mm-hmm. stink. That's a single joke that you can see over the course of only 30 or 45 seconds gets old, mm-hmm. right? But that uh, that one that you're referring to, the Dirty Dancing, which was just an ad for the NFL, mm-hmm. basically, they had some side moments in there that were very funny, yeah. like one of the players saying, no, let them dance, let them dance. <laughs> like that kind of thing, <laughs> where they didn't try and repeat the same catchphrase. I thought by far of the ads I saw the worst, mm-hmm. uh, an absolute head-scratcher to me was the Hyundai commercial, uh, guys, uh, family arriving at the Super Bowl, going through a metal detector which detects Hyundai keys, mm-hmm. and then taking them to a side room like they were in some sort of trouble for something they had brought into the uh, stadium, and being told instead that no, they were there to meet some of the families that they had helped uh, through what childhood cancer um, by buying a Hyundai, and then oh, another surprise! Not only are they on video, but they're actually here for you to meet yeah. them. And you know, it's great that Hyundai does that, and and it's great that. You know, any uh, that families are helping, or you know, didn't give you the warm fuzzies, Andrew. Not at all, because I live in the real world. If I showed up at the Super Bowl, and and I was taken into a side room to watch a video, and then no, what are you talking about? I want to go get my beer, my burger, and my chair. Like, <laughs> I don't want to. I'm glad they're being helped. I'm glad they're all happy stories. Yeah. But just a, and especially when you think that what that's really about at the end of the day is selling cars. Yeah. 
right? So I just thought that was bad. I didn't see the Dodge Ram one, but I sure heard about it. The Dodge Ram one, when it came on, I thought, oh, wow, this is uh, this is Martin Luther King. Wow. And, you know, the powerful, he was such an incredible orator, right? He's an incredible speech deliverer. And I'm watching this, watching this, and all of a sudden I see a, a pickup truck coming yeah. through the mud. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> I know. We're selling, we're selling, we're selling trucks. trucks. You know, it's funny because, and I know we talked about this last but week. But it sucked and, me in for the first 10 of seconds course. until I saw it. Then I was just speaking aghast. Of, speaking of getting sucked in, and I put this, I think, among the ones that I enjoyed or maybe scratched my head out a little bit. Oh, yeah, it was the Voyage Down Under, uh, the commercial for Australian tourism. Yes, I turned to coach and said, we're going to Australia. You know, it was... The Crocodile Dundee guy. Right, so we think it's a movie preview, (laughs) and then it turns into the Australian uh, tourism commercial, which I thought was clever, and I thought it was funny, and and I can't put my finger on what, but I felt like it needed maybe one more edit. Mm. Like, just Mm -hmm. one more pass with the... uh, Tighten it up a bit. Yeah, tighten that up a bit, and it would have been hilarious. I think... The movie concept went on too far before they switched mm-hmm. over to the other concept, but a good commercial, nevertheless. The voice, what was that? <laughs> that was kind of fun. The first time it came up, we were just half half watching it, and it's like, yeah. what is going on? And then it came up again. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was just goofy. Yeah. It was, you know, sitting on Blake's porch at the cabin. Right. Hmm. I don't expect much from them, really. And Tide. I didn't really... Uh, Again, it felt like, I mean, it was funny. I watched uh, Stranger Things, is that the show? Yeah. And he's, you know, the star of that commercial is the sheriff on that show, so I quite enjoy him. Um, But again, it seemed like maybe one or two more edits on that would have made it better. We get the point. If there's clean clothes, it's a Tide commercial. You know, again, it sort of felt like a single joke. You know, for 45, that was a, the uncut version was almost a minute long. Yeah. 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 Um, and the Pepsi, I love the, I, I, honestly, it wasn't earth shattering. The Pepsi commercial where they showed you all the different people who have have been spokespersons yes. for Pepsi. It was sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was the Pepsi halftime show, right? Yes. So I thought that was maybe appropriate mm-hmm. given it's the Pepsi halftime show, but it didn't leave me going, I wow. need to go grab a Pepsi. Right. I'll tell you one, speaking of diet, uh, or of uh, pop, that left me going, wow. What was that Diet Coke commercial? What What was that? Yeah. A, a, a lady, I, and apparently a and for fam- something, famous I'm like, woman. I don't, yeah, know, I don't know who it was. All I said, oh, she needs to eat something. <laughs> yeah, Haley Magnus. She's a, an Australian actress. And they say that they filmed it uh, with her ad-libbing and then took the best of her ad-libs. So that must have been the longest day shooting ever in the history of... I thought the Wendy's one uh, taking shots at McDonald's was pretty good. Oh, I didn't see oh, that. Oh yeah, one. but if you if you use Frozen, you're going to get burned. And, oh really? Uh, Wendy's, we never cut corners because they have square oh, patties. It was funny. actually quite good. Yeah, it was quite good. Didn't see that one. By the way, that Diet Coke. You know who directed that mm. commercial? Uh, the director that directed Bridesmaids. You bring oh, in a, really? Yeah, you bring in a director like that. You kind of expect something. <laughs> He's used to working with scripts, though, so that yeah. could have been the problem. Yeah, yeah. But generally, I would say, what would you say, that the ads did not disappoint? I thought the ads were pretty good. I mean, I'm thinking 70-30. Yeah. I'm thinking 70-30. So what about the halftime show? Uh, the halftime show, um, for me, and uh, I didn't think it blew it out of the park. 
I, I thought it was okay. Mm. Um, I like watching Justin Timberlake dance. I thought the I, I kept waiting for it to to pick up. I kept waiting for it to just to get going. I love the fact that yeah. he was in the crowd. Um, I did like the tribute to Prince, even though there's some controversy about that as well. I thought you have to do something in Minneapolis to attribute. Prince and, and possibly again the yeah. greatest Super Time ha- uh, Super Bowl halftime show ever. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been sufficient not to drop the big, the uh, big white sheet, white into sheet. The eye. and simply to do his yeah. song. Absolutely. Right? Um, was there uh, any guess on that, or was it no, just, just him? Okay, so yeah, that's unusual, him. right? Yeah, yeah, but it, you know, it was just him. I liked the stage. I thought that was fun. Uh, again, I love watching him dance. He's coming. He's just announced a world tour. Right. He's coming to um, Edmonton here. Uh, what is it, November fourth, which will be uh, which will be fun. But uh, yeah, to me, it was it was just okay. And the game itself, you said, oh, was the fabulous. game was spectacular. Yeah, the game was spectacular. Was it close at any point? I honestly didn't watch yeah, it. It was the close. It was uh, fairly close all the way through. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the, the Eagles were up uh, by was it fifteen points at one point, but is then they came a, back. It, pardon my ignorance. Mm. I really don't follow the NFL. Is there a roof on that stadium? Yes. Oh, okay. So weather was not a factor. <laughs> it was about at all. seventy-two degrees. I think yeah, they okay. said in there. Yeah. I know. There's only a couple of stadiums because it was chilly in Minneapolis. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked. I mean, Green Bay doesn't have a roof. I can't remember. There's yeah. somebody else that doesn't have a roof. Seattle. Yeah, okay. Seattle really? Is that? I don't think Seattle does Seattle. Boy, that's no. the one. That's the first mm, place I've been. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, let's not get the listeners upset. No, don't. At don't. least a thousand of them know the right answer to that. So, yeah, what but was, it was just a good. What was the factor then? Why did the favorites lose? Um, I personally, I and mean, you'd have to ask a sports guy, I thought the Eagles. You're a fan. I think the Eagles just came out and 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 executed and, and were and were consistent, mm-hmm. and were consistent through the entire game. And I think the Patriots, um, in in my opinion, from what I watched, um, they were a little bit more inconsistent, which is surprising when you have, you know, possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, yeah, manning the they're team. They're five-time champions. Yeah, yeah. they were going you, for six. And Bill know, Belichick, I mean, wow. I mean, he's just a... For sure. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, Philadelphia becomes one of only, I think, three teams that have won now national championships in baseball, Base, yeah. uh, what, baseball, hockey, football, and basketball. Yeah. First yeah. time for football, though. Yeah, that's crazy. That was eh? crazy. Did you For see the footage last night? You know, what always makes me what always makes me sad though, and it takes me back to um, the, the first off the Canada Day riots here in Edmonton, the uh, the Stanley Cup run oh, riot yeah. on on White Avenue. I don't understand that mentality. And again, it wasn't um, you know there was some stuff. Only three people arrested. I think the police thought there was it was going to be much worse than it turned out to be. But the fact that people set things on fire and break windows and jump on the awnings of hotels. I, I don't, I, I can't wrap my head around it. I think it's just mob mentality you and know, they get yeah. together and fueled by booze or whatever it is. Well, yeah, or fueled, fueled by, you know, criminal upbringing. I mean, let's be honest. I, I watched some of that uh, video from Philadelphia and there's lots of different places yep. to watch it. Um, it's a shame that an entire city or fan base is labeled as having gotten out of control mm-hmm. when really it's not an entire fan base at all it's you know some idiots right but it's like those i feel like well first of all it goes without saying they're not fans they're vandals and criminals is what they are and number two i feel like they would have done the same thing had philadelphia lost oh without a doubt they they were just waiting without a doubt this is an opportunity with a big crowd to do stuff Mm -hmm. and probably not get Mm -hmm. caught and you know i read a story of somebody breaking into like a 7-eleven or convenience store and yelling out everything's free 
Well, you're just a criminal. Hey, you know what? I I covered the the first the Canada Day riot down here on uh, on uh, on White Avenue, the first the first one, and then was there the night of the the Stanley Cup or not mm-hmm. Stanley, whatever it was, the playoff run, whatever it was. Yep. I can remember walking out of the pub on on White Avenue with Dan Comiskey at the time <laughs> from the Edmonton Eskimos, and um, and and the riot squad was right there. Yep. But I know people, normal respectable great jobs really? who got sucked into that as well and was i was amazed was amazed by it hey look you know what i was in calgary when calgary won the stanley uh-huh. cup i never got sucked into that nope. I, I saw that and i was young I and, i'm like i gotta get out of here yeah i was young and here. stupid and yeah. before we had cell phones to videotape yeah. people because oftentimes it's a week or two from now that yeah. police start going through oh, yeah. all that video and start identifying people yeah Huh. Let's take a quick break here, Jed. Hold the line. We'll get your phone call right after this. So as we mentioned, there there were some problems in uh, mm-hmm. in in uh, in Philly last night, but uh, for the most part, a lot of the Eagles fans, thousands of them, celebrated responsibly. Of but of course, we're the, we're here talking about the ones who didn't. Uh, listen to this one. This uh, this is some audio of a group of people flipping over a car. So you're flipping over a car. Why? It's, uh... You know, think of Edmonton Oilers. Think of when the Edmonton Oilers win yeah. their next Stanley Cup. Does it make sense to you at all to flip your neighbor's neighbor's car? <laughs> That's another Oiler fan. You just... Yeah, but they but it happens. I don't understand it, honestly. Um, some other ones uh, jumped on the awning of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, collapsed it. Hold on a second. Press the right button there. Right, and then someone says, "Oh my gosh, I'm sure I just watched some guy die," which apparently he didn't. But oh. the way that it collapsed, yeah. so the way it collapsed so badly, and apparently another guy climbed a light post, uh, rode it like a bull, and um, nearly <laughs> fell off. Oh. Oh. Yep, there you go. Apparently, a police horse was stolen. Eventually, recovered. An off-duty cop was arrested. And police were forced to call in help from SWAT teams, Homeland Security, and the National Guard. I thought it was sort of somewhat uh, funny, and I tweeted about it this morning, that the government, the city council, or whatever they call themselves, of Philadelphia, I think their Twitter Twitter handle is PhiladelphiaGov, tweeted out that it looks like something like this. Okay, so it looks like we could have a Super Bowl parade on Thursday, Mm -hmm. tentatively starting at this time. And I tweeted going, yeah, let's just call it what it is. You were not expected to plan a parade. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Last word, it is happening uh, on on Thursday. The one thing about, uh, back to the halftime show, and Mm. uh, a Chedville listener just texted and said, hey, you have to say that lighting up outside the the arena in purple and doing this symbol. It was. uh, the print symbol was yeah it yeah was, I'm not that against was, that no, at was, all I thought it was, totally it was up, yeah. brilliantly done and I thought it looked great I just don't I'm not I, personally I'm just not a big fan yeah. I watched the halftime this morning of the big sheet and the yeah you know just not a big fan especially given that you do know that the two of them didn't necessarily get all along all that well that's been reported from numerous sources and that in an interview 
um, Prince specifically said he never wanted to be a hologram. And I know that that's not a hologram, mm-hmm. but it's the next best thing mm-hmm. to a hologram. Yeah. Um, Janet Jackson obviously did did not show up. I would have preferred that, honestly. <laughs> a lot of people saying, you know, Janet probably would have kicked it out of the ballpark. What if she had shown up and ripped off part of uh, Timberlake's... Uh, camel? Camel, yeah. I mean, how many guys can pull that outfit off? That would... I know. I'm I think not one a- of them. Eric Griba, you know, there's a, there's a camel-wearing Oilers guy, right? Uh, yeah, and he sure. actually said he's... A, yeah, not many guys can pull that off. But yeah, it was uh, it was a fun evening, and I and again at the end of it all, I think a lot of us just wanted a really good game, and and that's and what we got. That, we right? got a really yep. good game. It wasn't uh, a blowout, and you know when you can when the the underdog wins every once in a while, that's. Uh, that's fun to cheer on. Sure, that's what makes it a sport, right? Absolutely. On any given day, any team can win. Speaking of sport, mm. the Oilers playing tonight. Oh, that's right. We're taking on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They're like number one, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. They're a really good team and getting better every mm. day, and we're not. So that should be an interest. But we do tend to rise up to our level of competition, and typically we play very well against the good teams. The City Ford Faceoff Show gets underway at 5.30. Puck drops, 7 o'clock. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, tough news for Eskimos fans oh. on on the heels of uh, losing Odell uh, Willis on on Friday. Word today: no, no, Darius, Darius Bowman, Bowman is uh, is on the way out the door as well. The vice president of, of football operations and general manager Brock Sunderland says there were uh, two main factors behind the move. The main one was who we have as international wide receivers on the roster right now. So we have Bryant Mitchell, Bedell Hazelton, Darrell Walker, Duke Williams, Kenny Stafford. We've got Shaq Hill. We have Speedy Noel. So we have a plethora of international wide receivers that we have a lot of confidence in. Um, the other factor, uh, being very candid, salary cap implications. You know, in this day and age, you can't keep everybody as much as we'd love to. Yeah. Well, that was an honest answer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he said, you know, it was a really tough move to make because he thinks the world of, of Bowman, as, as so many people do. I had a long conversation with him yesterday. He knows how I feel about him. I know what he's meant to this community, to this organization, the Tom Pate Award winner, the Darius for Autism. I can't, I could spend three hours here, and I don't know if I'd have enough time to compliment him as a professional, as a player, and as a person. Uh, it's the hard part of the business. Um, unfortunately, in my role, I'm here to make the right decisions, in our belief, not the popular or the the easy ones and I know this is a very unpopular one but I wouldn't do my job if, if we kept players around for you know sentimental value or other reasons other than what we think is to help this football team mm-hmm. that's was, an uh, interesting point he was honestly. supposed to get a what $140,000 uh, roster bonus today and was set to make $265,000 in the 2018 season, which is a lot of cash it's a lot of cash CFL. for a Darius Bowman it's not a lot of cash for a, any other league but the CFL yeah no true but I mean Here's Darius, the thing. Darius didn't have Darius Bowman. Let's be honest on this one. Didn't have a great season last year. No, it wasn't his best. No, season. No, it wasn't his best season. Uh, he and had I an injury was, during that season. That's right. As well. And I think yeah. if he was pl- still playing at his best, maybe. And the thing is, and that's kind of the question, right? And I know that a general manager of anything. You know, not uh, just a team, but a general manager of anything has to make those tough decisions mm-hmm. because they have to plan for the team or the organization moving forward, yeah. right? So moving forward, is the Darius Bowman an asset or a liability? Um, here's the problem. 
and this is just from a sports fan's point of view, and this is true of both the Oilers and the Eskimos. Everybody in management just tensed up. What's he going to say? <laughs> if you're not going to win, entertain me. So I found Odell Willis and Adarius Bowman extremely entertaining. Yeah, for sure. So if you're not going to bring a cup home, then I want to be entertained, and those guys were entertaining. So, But, I mean, the push is is to win the cup at yeah, home exactly. this year. And that's the job of the general manager of either do, team to do build the team. Do you think the general manager is trying to put his stamp on the team? Yeah, um, I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. That, you know, because really this was Ed Hervey's team that yep. he built. He inherited yeah. uh, Ed Hervey's team for yeah. sure. And it's a shame because you sort of kind of put those two things together. Ed Hervey was not a popular dismissal either. So it's like, okay, so we got rid of Ed Hervey. Now, mm. uh, you know, the new guy's getting rid of some of the fan favorites. But it, ultimately, you're absolutely I right. Just, He's building his team, right? Uh, and, 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 I, and I have to say this, and I will agree with um, some of the texters, you know, releasing him the day before the 140 grand bonus. That's a... Yeah, I'm not... That's a burn. It is. I mean, you. But hopefully, he'll get a good signing bonus from somewhere else when he signs with BC. I hope tomorrow. that's true. I, I think. <laughs> I think, and maybe financially, probably almost entirely likely, financially not possible. But the classiest thing I can imagine would have been to pay his bonus and then cut him. That's not going to happen in the right. CFL. I know. They're, they're strict uh, and tight budgets in the CFL. I mean, like I say, just look at his salary. NFL players are making that to sit on the bench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, actually, that would be less than the league minimum. Hey, Jed, what's on your mind? Hi, guys. Hey, you know, buddy. we were sitting there talking about the riots, okay? I was in Vancouver when they had the riots. I used to own a repo company. Like Andrew burst in my bubble and said, yeah, it's not the fans that are doing it. It's the wannabes. Yep. These guys that, yeah. Now, the other one that really burns my butt, you just hit it on it, Jay Lynn. This town, every time we get an event, Every time we get a player, somehow, some way, we get rid of it. Like Darius Bowman today. Feels the like rodeo, it. the rodeo, the fairgrounds, uh, you know, the arena, which could have been used for something else. Why, why, why? I'll listen to you guys. Money. Money, money, money. Yeah, you're missing no, one, no, too. No, what no. was the uh, race no. uh, that we used to have as well? The, uh, uh, the Indy race. The, the Indy, yeah. That's yeah, okay, one. okay. But the Indy race, you got the horse races. Now, listen, Jalen, if you go to Vancouver... You got the same setup as you got here. They got the arena. They got the horse races. They got the arena downtown. They've got the other arena situated the same area as that. They can run it. Why can't we? Instead of taking these funky little trips to Timbuk nowhere and finding out how to do stuff, go to Vancouver. They can even show you how to run a sky train. It's, just, it's simple. It just boggles my friggin' mind when I sit and I watch what we give away and the money that it brings in. Oh, yeah. Well, if we're going to bid on this, we're going to lose $50 million if we don't get it. What well, do you think Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, and Toronto, you think Edmonton's even going to get a sniff with those other big towns involved? Maybe not. Yeah. Chad, it's and, always you know, good to hear from yeah. you. Okay, good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and, and, you know, it is always good to hear from you. I, I would say this about that. We're passionate in Edmonton. We're passionate about our, our hockey team, our football team. We're passionate about our politics. We're passionate. So it does often feel like these different organizations let us down when they, 
you know, we want everything here, right? And yeah. that's not a bad thing. I'm passionate about my teams, too. I'm passionate about, I want an LRT system that's world class. I mean, it's not just sports. I, so we're passionate about it. And I know, I know where he's coming from. But are we willing to pay the money right. to have it? And we're not the ones that are sitting on those boards, on those in those meetings, making that decision. Um, do you try, <laughs> and this is the other one, do you trust the people that you've put in those places to make those decisions and... I think a lot of folks sometimes are questioning that. Well, speaking of passion and uh-huh. the LRT, so have you seen this story? Uh, just quickly, um, is it Western Cycle? Uh, you know, it's, mm. no Western Cycle. I think it is. Let me just find here. It is. Yeah, Western oh, Cycle. Western Cycle. Yeah. Uh, now they're at 124th Street and 104th Avenue. United Way is there as mm-hmm. well. Well, guess what? It's sort of a story that's not getting a whole lot of play just yet, but it's going to. They're in the path of the LRT. Um, They're in the path of the Valley Line LRT West, and they're going to be bulldozed. And Don't forget that happened to homes over here. Yeah, there's a bunch. uh, 13 homes, more than 20 businesses, all going to get bulldozed. They're on a list. And I know that uh, a couple of city councillors had inquired, because this is very theoretical, right? Because we're waiting for the city waiting for provincial money. They're waiting for some other things to come into place. So they had not been specific about what businesses or homes were going to be bulldozed, but now apparently they are. And among them is Western Cycle. And again, like I say, Edmontonians are passionate, but we also, I think we really embrace our our past and our, our you know, those buildings and businesses that we've known for those who grew up in Edmonton since childhood, yeah. right? And Western Cycle is one of them. And they have no choice on this. It's just they're in the path. And what they're going to get is fair market value for the business, which will allow them to rebuild. And this, you know, is years down the road. The LRT line is not expected to open until 2024. But still, you can't replace history, though. Mm -hmm. Like, if that's where that business has been all these years, and so many Edmontonians know that. Think about um, the uh, Sidetrack Cafe. Yeah. Uh, absolutely iconic. They move it, same name, same people, and can't make it work, really. I mean, it just never gained the same popularity popularity that it did when it was in its original location. And I, I just think it's a shame, honestly. I think it's a shame that we don't I, I take that into consideration. I know, and, uh, you know, listen, I'm, I'm crying tears for Western Cycle. There's people who are going to lose their homes, and that's important too, right? And that's, I guess, the cost of progress, but I don't know. It feels like let me put it this way. If the city pays Western Cycle fair market value, it's underpriced because what they're not pricing out is the value of that location historically. So if they just get what the building and the lands were, mm. they just got ripped off. What's the alternative? I guess you write them a big fat check is what you do. Yeah. Or you reroute. Now the people, you know, the people. <laughs> but if you reroute, you're just you're just moving someone else out. You are, you are. But I mean, if the you know the LRT would never go through. Well, maybe that's ridiculous. I was going to say the LRT would never go through City Hall, or it would never go through. You know, they would never go. Well, we got to mm-hmm. bulldoze City Hall because this is the yeah. route that makes the most sense. And I know that those who are planning the route have said it's not as easy as a road. We can't just go around the building. Yeah. You know. Well, I remember when it was the cent- was it Century Park line. Yeah. What, you know, all those homes along, what is it, 109th, right. 111th, it turns yep. out to up there? What, that controversy? What mm-hmm. do you do? I, I can't even imagine. If, if you're this, in a house if and the, they tell If the city you, came yeah. to me and said, um, yeah, hey, 
Uh, See, you the, got, you were, yeah. Your house is going to get bulldozed now, and especially if you'd been in that house for a very long time. If you bought the house knowing that there was knowing that there was the possibility right. down the road that that's where the LRT line is going to go, it's a different story. You know, that's kind of a little bit of buyer sure. beware, isn't it? That's educating yourself. It is. I'm, I'm surprised but, more people are not criticizing me yet, so maybe let me try again. <laughs> I almost have, to be honest with you, not almost, I have more sympathy for the business than I do the homes. If they If they write a fair check to each homeowner and give them tons of notice, right? Yeah. Then you, you know, you relocate, you get yourself a, a nicer home, whatever. But with a business that's got such a history in that location, you're taking so much more away from them than just mortar and, you know, bricks. You're taking away a location that's been so well known for so long. Yeah, I, I mean, on a, on a different scale, though, if... if if just to play a little devil's yeah. advocate here, though, some of those homes that um, are getting bulldozed as well, maybe folks have lived That's in those fair. homes for a very, very you're long right. time and they have the history. Yep, you're Again, right. it's, I, I, I think either way, it sucks mm-hmm. and, it, and it sucks for them, but, um, you know, what is it? What, Pave Paradise to put up a parking lot yeah. or, you know, the Tony Mitchell. <laughs> but, um, yeah, is it progress? And is that what we want? Is that what you want? Do you want that LRT line going through there? Mm-hmm. I remember when they were doing Anthony Henday. <laughs> yes. And when I bought my house in Twilliger, um, at that time, I either it was still a possibility no. or uh, that they could uh, take my house, or not take my house, but buy my house at uh, full value. And I got to be honest with you, at the time I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Because I got a heck of a deal on my house. I just, I just remember when it was going in and they were building that overpass and the thunk, thunk. Oh, I know. How long did that go on? I for? almost it couldn't was, sleep when it ended. Uh, the pylons the, they were driving the piles these, into yeah, the, the into the ground. Yeah big old pile driver the size of Mars was pounding this thing all night long. I honestly had trouble sleeping after they stopped. (laughs) Hey, Craig, what's on your mind? Uh, I just thought I'd throw a couple of cents in here. In uh, defense of progress, um, people have to commute, right? And I get completely what Andrew's saying. Like That business and all the homeowners that are in the path should be very well compensated. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because the time and the investment and the memories that are mm-hmm. that are um, involved with such such structures, um, you know, that's the, irreplaceable. So yeah. they better cut them a good check. That, I agree. Yeah, I hope so. And I know nobody wants to pay more money, uh, but we have to be. I think you have to have some compassion for your fellow Edmontonians. Absolutely, compassion. Hmm, what's that? That's yeah. like common sense. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's non-existent. Yeah. And absolutely. I, I hope when they get all this LRT stuff figured out, because you know where I live, and I work in the city, and yeah. I see these trains going by with like a handful, a small handful of people on them. And I just wonder where the where the benefit is mm-hmm. sometimes. I really do. Like, it's just, I don't see them jam-packed with people. Yeah. Well, I think the problem is, is that, well, there's a number of, <laughs> there's a number of problems with the LRT. I mean, they're jam-packed when there's a hockey game when or a football game, game, right? When there's a hockey game and when so, yeah. school's okay. on, that sort of thing. I don't travel on them. Like, yeah. I see them. Yeah, know? I know. And, and, and. I think the same thing sometimes, well, honestly. I think the same thing about city transit. Yeah. About yeah. city buses, too. And let's not even get going on bike lanes. I mean, oh, honestly. Oh. Hey, do you think they've been plowed? <laughs> I was in a bike lane in my grader last night, and there's people flipping me the bird. And I, oh, yeah. Was, and I'm like, well, what the hell is this thing? And it's surrounded by these no posts. And, well, i got to get turned around now. And, uh, and 
Ground between uh, college area there. Yeah. Fun and, uh, times. Uh, <laughs> but thank you for, I said fun times, but thank you for being out there and uh, doing the grading. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm just a small cog in the wheel of efficiency in this town. <laughs> hey, did you see, uh, did you happen to see the story out of Grand Prairie where uh, guy was the, a Jeep was uh, runs into a grader? I guess he was doing some plowing and shoots at the grader five times. Mm. Five bullet holes in his windshield. What? Yeah, yeah been charged with attempted murder. Yeah, Google it. Uh, the city employee was not hit by any of the bullets, but it's still attempted oh. murder. Yeah. You must. It, people get frustrated by graders, right? Which is the weirdest thing because. Really? Because you really want to be out there doing that? I don't. No. I'm glad they're out there Absolutely. doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Craig. Well, you're, you're one of the many, of course, Andrew. Um, but there is. It, it's it's boggling sometimes just the disrespect people have for this. It's slower moving equipment. Yeah. You know, I do f- just under 45 kilometers an hour flat out. And I'm using my indicators and I'm as tight as I can be to whatever, wherever I'm going, but yeah. people just don't understand that. I know. Wow, man. <laughs> Craig, I'll swing, I'll, no, no, I'll swing that blade open and then I'm 14 feet wide. And <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Craig. Great to hear from you. And I'm- hey, it's 2.54. We were just doing our knowledge of uh, different bands. We were. We went to see uh, Mark Cohen on uh, on Friday night. Yeah, and you said it was good? Oh, excellent. And uh, the Blind Boys of Alabama were playing with him, which when you start reading about them, they've been around 1939, they started singing together. Right, which got me going, uh, hey, wait a minute, what's the name of that Aren't band? Aren't they from Kentucky? Yeah. I don't know. The Kentucky Headhunters yeah. are from Kentucky, but oddly, they're from Edmonton, Kentucky. Yeah, which has a gang. Yeah, population of like 1,600 yeah. or something. Did uh, a few entertainment stories with uh, those boys back in the day. Really? Were they up touring here or were you down it on the farm? It was out in Thunder Bay. Oh. They was in Thunder Bay. They're playing all the big places. Yeah, and then they were doing, a, it was a Jamboree a Country Music Festival out in Fort Francis. Nice. Anyway, hey, that's all I can tell you about that. There you go. Uh, let me change the subject real quick. Uh, an announcement today uh, by the Alberta Liquor Commission mm-hmm. that if uh, Canada's teams make it, hockey teams make it to the brown, bronze medal round, that bars will be allowed uh, extended hours <laughs> so that people can watch the game. And when I first read it, I thought, well, that's not shooting very high. And bronze. 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 No, we want to be in the gold. It's just that the bronze is the one game that's scheduled outside mm-hmm. of Alberta Liquor yeah. hours. So if that's the game we end up in, for either, I think, the men or the women, um, then bars will be allowed to stay open. And the Olympics they, start on Thursday. They do, Kim and Chang. I have not even started training, which is... <laughs> I feel awful. What would be your Olympic sport? Uh, something where I can sit down, maybe the Pizza luge. Eating? The luge. If we had to make up one? Hmm. I don't know pizza. I, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a fast pizza eater. <laughs> And I can't, Slow you know. Slow and steady sometimes wins the race. Sometimes. I guess a marathon pizza eater, perhaps. <laughs> Consecutive days eating pizza, maybe. That's more of a Ripley's thing than an Olympic thing. Mm. <laughs> and what would yours be? Are you good at something? <laughs> That's That came out totally wrong. <laughs> Are you good at anything? Is there a better way for you to, to do, do the Olympics? <laughs> Do you remember, I've, I know I've mentioned it to you before, it makes me laugh, when McDonald's uh, before Winter Games had some contest where you rip whatever, uh, you know, off the box of a Big Mac, and it says, you've won, I think it was for Calgary, so it would be 88, 
Like, you've won uh, two tickets to go to, like, Downhill or mm. Luge or whatever. Mm. But then at the bottom it said, as a spectator. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah, some lawyer got involved in that. <laughs> the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.